Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 53 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I am Matt Olson. Over there we have Danny Oakstead. What's up? And across the interwebs we have JB. Hey there. Oh man, today a fun day. We all forgot that it was Monday. No, I didn't forget. I just let you guys go about your business and not worry about it. So You didn't hit us up saying, hey, do this. <laughs> In my defense, I was cutting up a roast for jerky, okay? I'm not the producer of this show. I'm not in charge. You're a host. But not the producer. Or editor. Exactly. Well, I mean, y'all can keep me honest, I guess. I, I do. <laughs> Doing the episodes. <sighs> Calling me out. Okay, fine. It's on me. I let us forget. We almost forgot, but here we are. So we got an episode today. We have the full Zendikar, no, well, not the full Zendikar. We have Zendikar Rising leaks, not leaks, Jesus, words, previews. Previews are out, uh, not all of them, but we're going to talk about some of those new ones. Going to hit up the uh, some upcoming events. There is a new Chandra uh, item that we'll talk about when we get there. And then we're going to jump into the finance section, as always, and then close off with deck of the week, which is a very now you see me, now you don't kind of a deck. Danny's shaking his head. (laughs) He doesn't like my joke. It's a dead joke. That's horrible. It should never be said again. You'll see why. Stick tuned. (laughs) So let's jump on into it. So we pass it off to JB. At the boggle desk. All right. Well, unfortunately, it's been uh, pretty slow. Thank you, COVID. So there really wasn't anything worth reporting um, for past events. Um, upcoming events, though, we have the Mythic Invitational is going to be happening this week. Let me pull my tab up. Is that really not going to be on a weekend? Yep. Starting on Thursday and going to Sunday. Holy shit. So yeah, starting on uh, the 10th, 10th and 11th, top eights and finals or 12th and 13th, all the fun stuff. Also, Mana Trader Series started today um, for any of you that are interested in trying to win some cash at the end of the month. Um, you get more prizes for being an actual Mana Traders customer, but it's free for anybody. You don't have to be a Mana Traders customer. Um, format's modern this, this month. I know I tried to get a game or two in already today. Um, playtimes run from noon to midnight. So, yeah. Get in there. Try and qualify. Have some fun. And with that, we'll pass it on over to Danny. Ooh, ooh, before that, before that, at the Mythic Invitational happening this weekend... There's a bunch of previews from Zendikar Horizon happening, and also they're going to be announcing a new secret layer. Well, then add it in there, producer. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm adding it in right now. 
and back to Danny. More secret layers. <laughs> More money grab. Right. So this blog talk of the week is more of a shout out to our friend Garrett. This week's blog talk of the week comes from J. Justin, 1379. He asked, if you did not want to put Ally on one card or just a few wide reference allies with with legendary Tazri, wouldn't that be confusing to new players, as many players will ask why there's a text on a card that does nothing in limited or standard? Mark replies, We decided one higher rarity nod to the ally fans on a possible commander made sense. <laughs> so, in reference is why this is a shout-out to our friend. He's been asking for, I guess, more ally cards, because he plays modern with allies. And with this new set, it's like, oh, hey, you have parties, not allies. It's kind of a punch the face of those ally players. But it makes sense why they don't have allies, just due to the fact that the story isn't requiring allies anymore. Well, and allies are busted. He doesn't need any more. <laughs> that is true. But I asked him how Walking Ballista helps him, or does does it against his allies. Oof. Pretty good is my guess. Yep. But we go back to Matt and his mentioning of a new Chandra. You want to explain this, Matt? <laughs> kind of, but not really at the same time. <laughs> this is such a goofy thing. So Get your mind out of the gutter, Matt. Uh, it's not going that oh my, way. Oh, my God. What the hell? What is this? They're from WizKids. Coming soon, you can buy, uh, in December 2020, a Chandra Nilar full-size foam figure. <laughs> Quote. But, but why? Whether she's standing watch over the multiverse, your home, or your storefront, the iconic Planeswalker is now a full-size foam figure. The pyromancer stands an intimidating five feet, six inches tall. Her arm is raised, ready to cast a burst of fiery magic. The planeswalker comes to life with full, full hand print painted, full hand painted details. Fully hand painted. Thank you. You're forgetting the L-Y there, Matt. (laughs) Fully hand painted details on molded foam and rubber, capturing the spark of the magic, the gathering favorite. It's life-size, full-scale figure, sturdy construction, detailed flame flame effect, iconic design straight from Magic the Gathering artwork. Please note, uh, please give extra consideration to the additional shipping costs of this oversized item. The box is 43 by 33 by 24 inches and weighs approximately 47 pounds. Minor assembly acquired, and the current image is not the final image. Oh my God! The price tag on this. Yeah, you wanna want to tell the listeners what the price tag is for this oh five foot God. six, forty-seven pound Chandra. It's twelve hundred dollars. This is ridiculous. I mean, if it's as de- detailed as this picture shows, I mean, it might be worth the money. Well, well, okay. After dark moment here. Weeb alert! <laughs> How detailed <laughs> this is. <laughs> 
Mexicans. I can see people buying this for the wrong reasons. This is why I told Matt to get his mind out of the gutter. JB. But mind you, you're paying $1,200 for foam. And rubber. Like, like I said, weebs will do it. Weeb alert. How many weebs do you know that have $1,200 laying around? They'd rather uh, just the buy it. that pillow. live in their mother's basement. They only have money for uh, Mountain Dew and Cheetos. They can only afford a full size body. Oh no, man, this. their budgets uh their budgets increased, man. They got OnlyFans and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> no, that means they're losing their <laughs> means they're losing their money. They 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 won't be able to afford this if they're going off going for OnlyFans subscriptions. This is, this like is a hard upgrade to their sex dolls, okay? They're totally gonna buy this. Well, this just made this not friendly con family friendly content. Have we ever That's been family said, friendly after content? Dark moment here, guys. <laughs> like, I, 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 I gave a warning beforehand. <laughs> uh, but all in all, if links in the description below, if you want to be on standby to uh, to purchase this for twelve hundred dollars, I mean it'd be cool in a storefront. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I don't. For a, I don't for business. I don't Not see a, a store. But here's the thing: I don't see a store spending twelve hundred dollars of their own money for a figurine that's five foot six. Probably three feet wide by probably what six six to twelve inches deep. That's gonna take up room in their store. <laughs> Giggity, JB, stop. <laughs> Next, anyways, if we're gonna be asking about that uh, paradox, they have a full size Deadpool there. We yeah, can but figure, Deadpool, but, but okay? they're yeah. Well, but this is Chandra. She's an iconic magic character. What Deadpool? Uh, Deadpool no, is not known as iconic by a lot as like Lily or somebody else. Okay, don't fool yourself. Also, Deadpool is not the cool one. Also, Deadpool is known by a lot more people than Chandra will ever be. Well, yeah, but exactly. if you go into a card store, but lot. but Paradox is also a comic store. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They have probably more traffic for their comics than they do for magic. Mind you, it's probably it's probably close, but they probably have more people come in for comics than they do magic. Do you think uh, Paradox is going to be picking this up? Probably not. I'll make a bet. Yeah, probably not. I'll make a bet. I think they will. <laughs> what? Because why not? I, I, I know we can't get uh, probably J-Dubs. Oh, We've got to do the ad read for J Dubs at the beginning. Don't worry. We'll plug oh that my in. God, Matt. We'll plug that in here somewhere. Stick tuned. You're slacking. <laughs> this founder that we have, founder, host, CEO of This Week in Magic. Oh. But that's enough of Chandra there. Let's go talk about the next thing. <laughs> Six to eight inches deep. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Okay, so Yargle Day came and went for people who know who Yargle is and are all happy and excited and on the same train. Um, They had an arena event. They also had a sweet, sweet secret layer that almost made me almost, keyword almost, want to buy a secret layer. JB. It has some cool arts, okay? Whale. So it's good to know that the Boggle is a friend with Yargle. Right. 
I mean, they're both frogs. Technically, I'm a beast. Okay, that's my subtype. That's the size of a frog. Yes. <laughs> it's not We're very big. Really sized. But no, the, the secret lair had some pretty sweet, sweet cards in it. Came with uh, Anger of the Gods, Opt, Fatal Push, Swords to Plowshares, and Explore. And they all had some pretty sweet art. I'm not going to lie. The swords art, freaking cool. The opt art was hilarious. Nothing like a play on the Teferi card. Yeah, I think the uh, the best one, though, in my opinion, was definitely the anger from the gods because he's getting struck in the head uh, from it, right. from whatever anger the gods is. Meteorite. Yeah. Yeah, all, all these arts just like depict Yargle in them. So yeah, unfortunately, time's already passed for you to buy them, but it's still something cool to talk about because who doesn't like Yargle? I'm pretty sure I'll hit the market pretty soon. People who have picked them up and don't want them for a lot more than what they paid for. Right? Eight months from now? Yep, something like that. Well, some stories, you know, they've they bought them. And they're going to put them on their shelves and, and things like that and sell them for a decent price, I would imagine. So far, when um, J-Dub's sponsor of This Week in MTG uh, show... Uh, There's put, that late late input of our sponsor. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get it in at the end as well. Uh, J-Dub's Sports Cards and Gaming, they put up their cards from the Secret Lair as soon as they get them. And, you know, they always seem pretty reasonably priced. Though, to be fair, I haven't looked at, uh, again, this is locally. Uh, I speak off of local information in this. Uh, I don't know what, like, Paradox does if for them. But I know J-Dubs, they put them up right away for a very good price. So this is a few days old. Um, but on September 4th... Uh one esports put out an article by Christine Tutting in regards to Magic the Gathering Online or Magic the Gathering Arena on mobile. Um, the Wizards of Coast um, had jo- are collaborated with a American hosted uh, streamer named Sean Day Nine Plot. The article we posted below, um, it just showed just one of the fact that they're getting close to it to be put out. Um, like I said, um, Magic Arena was announced by Watsi to come out later this year. Um, the article shows a few, a little bit, a few pictures of what it's going to look like. Um, basically, it looks like what Arena looks like on the computer right now. Um, I don't know if that's really going to be easier to play because fat fingers. Right. So I wonder if there's going to be something to where you click on a spell and hit OK to cast it. I know you can do that in Arena, but rather than the accidental sliding of a spell onto the battlefield, it's going to get that. But 
I imagine that they have something figured out to stop that. If anything, you'd probably have to go into the settings to change it yourself, if anything. I suppose. You know, because they do that for, like, auto-tapper in Arena on the PC and stuff like that, so. They'll give you the option. But the uh, the pictures right now that they show looks very much like Arena. Um, your Planeswalker icon that you choose is not in the center by your life total. Yep. Yeah, it's in the bottom left corner. Yep. I don't know. It looks uh, looks a little more, I don't know, dispersed. Uh, still compact. Uh, definitely one of the biggest things is like going to see how multiple triggers and stuff will look on on the phone. But I don't know about you, but insert joke about feeling my phone already getting Boiling. extremely hot. Yeah. yeah I, wonder how many, I wonder how many phones this is going to melt. <laughs> right? Because I remember well, when I was playing Hearthstone, I think I burnt three phones playing Hearthstone. Holy shit. Then again, when I was playing Hearthstone, I was playing with an HTC, and those are just bad phones to begin with. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, I just, I think I've melted four HTCs, various ones. It's like, yep, never buying those ever again. Well, let's hope that current phone's computing power is a lot better and their cooling options well, allow it to... Even <laughs> even my Samsung that I have right now, which is the S10e, it still gets hot just charging. Yeah, I feel so, you on that. I, gotta, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how many people have to file insurance claims on their phones from melting. Probably. I got uh, I got an iPhone 10 and um I play Pokemon Go and after a while that one heats up my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one that heats up my phone like super quick is uh Ma- Mana Strike, the MTG uh defense game, tower defense game. Yep. Uh still a fun game by the way. I haven't but, played yeah. since it got released. <laughs> right. I haven't played in a while either. Let's see, it's been I'll be honest, it's been about a month because I've been moving and all that stuff. But now that we're moved, I'll probably start picking it up again. Lame excuse. I'm busy. Right? <laughs> Aren't we all, man? Aren't that, we all? That that heats up my phone real quick. So I imagine Arena. Arena on mobile is going to be doing about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So dim those screens when you start playing and maybe make have sure, an ice box nearby. Also make sure you're playing on Wi-Fi. Cause that too. I'm sure not playing on Wi-Fi, your phone's going to melt because it's trying to compute so much with through service. But that's just my thought. But anyways, let's go to Matt again with the next topic. And here's the thing that y'all have been waiting for. Have we? I mean, I think so. Are you sure? The Zendikar rising information that was released on Tuesday of last week. Uh, so they haven't they, been waiting for it. They've known about it. Well, yeah, everybody's known about it, but they're waiting for our take on it. Hopefully, oh, you're, okay. All, okay. hopefully you're all waiting for it. Thank you for clarifying, man. So Zendikar Rising is coming out uh, in two weeks. Uh, spoilers are going on and should be done by next week. And Maybe we'll try and do a bonus set episode again, like what we did with it was core 21, right? Yep, yeah. The last one. 
maybe we'll do something like that. But Man, you're getting old. You forgot that. Everything's becoming a blur. I can't help it. It's all meshing together. But Zendikar Rising, as you all know, we have two returning mechanics. One was already known of Kicker uh, from Jace Mirmage. But the other one is Landfall. And the first card that they show with Landfall was the reprint of Lotus Cobra. And along with the reprint of Lotus Cobra, they show off the new uh, showcase frame. He- uh, they're called Hedronized uh, versions. So it has like you know, hedrons along the bottom, the text box is transparent, and then the art is just like crazy beautiful looking art on it. I'm assuming y'all have seen it by then. If not, we have links in description down below for these specific cards. Yeah, it's no longer, as JB would say, expanded art or zoomed in art. Zoomed art. Zoomed art, there we go. Nah, they still got the zoomed art, though. But I'm just saying this special art isn't oh, a zoomed yes. art. It's actually a completely different art that is, like you said, full card and then just transparent lettering on top of it. They also revealed uh, last Tuesday the new Omnath, which was, as everyone speculated, in now uh, red, green, blue, and white. Mm-hmm. The new Omnath is Locus of Creation. It's a legendary elemental. It has the same hedron hedronization border for its uh, showcase. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card, and it has landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, gain four life. If it's the first time this ability has resolved this turn, if it's the second, add red, green, white, blue. If it's the third, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control so that's super powerful i know a lot of people were already making decks with the new omnath for edh and a couple standard style like decks yeah it's gonna be a powerhouse in edh for sure this thing looks sick there are two new mechanic or there are uh, a few more new mechanics uh the first one that we're going to talk about is what we already mentioned, it's party. Danny mentioned it earlier with the the new printing of Tazri, Beacon of Unity, where it uh, it mentions ally, but it also mentions what party is. Danny, can you tell us what party is? No, because I don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah. um, just give me a second. So party is this... I was going to, just oh. give me a second. It's yeah, Shepherd of Heroes has the text reminder box there. So, oh. that's why I didn't see where it was. Okay. So party consists of up to one of each of clerics, rogues, warriors, and wizards. So a full party would be one cleric, one rogue, one warrior, and one wizard, therefore. So 
instead of having each one being an ally, it's now just separate clans or tribes. Very D&D inspired here. Yep. Ooh, do I smell some foreshadowing? Oh, there From is last some week. foreshadowing. Too bad they don't have any uh, rogue orcs. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe they will. I doubt that because other than me, who would have a rogue orc for D&D? So yeah, this new party mechanic, they got a bunch of new cards that are really showcasing it. A bunch of like ETB creatures do things if you have a full party when it enters. Or if you have a full party, it reduces the casting cost of uh, of the spell if you have a full party. The, the, cool, the, the first one that they showed off for something like this was Spoils of Adventure. You got that in front of you, JB? You want to give it a read? Okay, so Spoils of Adventure. Four generic, a white and a blue. Instant speed. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature in your party. So that counts here. You know, a cleric, rogue, warrior, wizard, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. So when you cast it, you gain three life and draw three cards. It's a pretty good two drop. Right? Yeah, this if thing you can is, have a full party. This thing is sick for two mana. I think you'd still be happy casting this for four mana. I mean, even five. Uh, Jace's Ingenuity is a five mana draw three. So even having one party like this is this is still pretty good and rate with that. So so can you have more than one party? Nope. You only have one party. Yeah. Um. And uh, another thing with party is uh, uh, it was asked about changeling. Does a changeling count as one of each for your party type? And it can count, it, imagine it like a wild card. It's not all of them at once, it's only one. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say you have a wizard, a cleric, and a changeling. You can have it be a warrior or a wizard. Rogue, because you said wizard Did already. It, rogue, yes. Uh, Jesus. Don't listen to Matt. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. But if you, uh, yeah, if you wanted a cleric and a wizard by chance for some reason, but you only had a cleric, it could be the the, the changeling can be the wizard then, or it can be it, it, it can only be, be it, one of it. Could be whatever it wants to be to make up your party. Just only one thing. Yep, doesn't count as all four. Yeah, because that'd be pretty busted if changelings counted for all four. Yes. That is for sure. And the card that they showed off right next to Spoils of Adventure is the Angel Wizard that Maro spoiled in his or talked about in his uh Zenda Clues on his blog talk the other week. The Angel Wizard is Linvala. Shield of the Seagate. Blue white one, three three angel wizard legendary flying. Beginning of combat on your turn. If you have a full party, choose target non-land permanent opponent controls. Until your next turn, it can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. Then you sack it. Uh sack Linvala. Choose hexproof or indestructible. Creatures you control gain that ability until end of turn. 
JB, Danny, both of you are, are Angel players. What's up? What do you think of this? Meh. So with this, you only need a cleric, a rogue, and a warrior out. The question is, how hard is that going to be to get the three other creature types? Well, it all depends on what colors you're playing. Because it seems like you're going to have to run four colors to have a full party. Right. Yeah, because uh, blue and red are wizards. White and black are clerics. Black and blue are rogue. And green and red are warriors. But then green has a couple wizards in this set, and I think it actually has a rogue too. So if you're speaking like... um, Like a modern... Um, I guess you can technically, I suppose, no, that's shaman. Yeah, because red would be rogues, too. So, yeah, Uh, I don't know. Robber of the Rich, that's a a rogue in standard right now. Um, So, it's going to be kind of hard to play party unless you're playing EDH. Because I think it's going to be more, to have the full party, it's going to be hard in limited, or I guess standard or modern. It's going to be more of a new tribal deck for a commander. For sure. Uh, especially with something like this, you're going to need uh, 16 cards, you know, like a play set of each, of each part of the party. It takes up a lot of slots, but, I mean, having a 16-creature deck is not something that we haven't heard about before. No. Especially Neo. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe maybe there is some sort of synergies, and we'll find out with some more cards as we go along. But, but they've already produced the commander card for the party allied deck or party tribal deck, which would be Tazri, because it is a five color deck or five color card. Yep. Because it's a four and a white, and this spell costs one less for each creature in your party, and then it has hybrid. Two two blue, I don't know, a hybrid two black, hybrid two red, hybrid two green. Look at the top six cards of your library. Reveal up to two clerk, rogue, warrior, wizard, and or ally cards from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order to four, six. So, it was nice of Watsi actually to create that I guess automatic commander for this new um function or wording or ability of party. Cause it, it does seem like a f- pretty fun f- format or function. It's just I don't see it happening in anything other than commander. Personally. I would totally be down to, to try and make a Party commander deck now. I think that'd be super fun. Party hug or hug party? <laughs> hug party. I'm in. Just don't drop the soap. Oh, my God. oh God. So, the next thing we're going to talk about here on their Tuesday video, they also announced a new thing, not really a new thing, a returning thing 
but expeditions. It's expeditions. Expedition lands are coming back. Uh, specifically with this, they can be, uh, it's all the fetch lands, all 10 of them. Windswept Heath, Flooded Strand, Polluted Delta, Foothills, Marsh, Flats, Catacombs, Arid Mesa, Misty Rainforest. All of those are getting reprinted in the expeditions. Uh, but the thing about this is you can't open these in a booster pack. You only get them as a box topper. Well, I mean, you can get them in a collector booster. And that's the other thing. You can get them in a collector booster and as a box topper. Yep. And uh, there's more than just the fetch lands as the box topper here. They also have all five allied uh, battle bond dual lands, which enter the battlefield tapped unless you have two or more opponents. They also showed the expedition of Prismatic Vista, an, uh, another fetch land, and Wasteland. They showed off the whole set. We'll cover that here in a second, but let's get into some of the details of what other cards on the expedition list are Cavern of Souls. They have uh, Strip Mine, Ancient Tomb. They have Creeping Tar Pit, Valakut, which looks really sick. Celestial Colonnade, Grove of the Burn Willows, Horizon Canopy. And they got the uh, the Fastlands, Seacomb Crows, Dark Slick Shores, Black Cleave Cliffs, Copperline Gorge, and Razor Thicket. So uh, 30 expeditions in all. And you're always going to get one as a box topper. The thing is with this is they're not standard legal. You can't play with these in uh, in standard. You just get them. Makes and then sense. Collector boosters, you can open them up in there, and that's the only place for you to get uh, foils Yep. of, of these. But yeah, this is super cool. That creeping tar picket is actually pretty pretty badass. Right. My wallet hurts just thinking about upgrading the lands and boggles. There's so many. The windswept, the canopies, the razor verge thickets. Like my wallet just hurts. Well, other things that's going to be hurting your wallet is they shown a couple new cards from the list coming out. Uh, the list is a specific thing that they are doing for set boosters where they print uh, they're going to be printing th upwards of 300 cards, uh, one of 300 cards in a set booster in the token slot at a 15% chance. And the cards that they have shown are Food, food Chain, Simeon Spear Guide, and Slimefoot the Stowaway. Three more added to the list. Can't wait to see what else is going to be on here. And it should actually be 25% of set boosters will have a card from the list. So uh, one in four. Okay. Thank you for checking that. Yep. And then lastly, uh, another thing that got big announced on Tuesday, uh, there's a whole video on this, and I highly recommend that you all watch it. It was very well produced. Uh, Jimmy Wong, the Becca Scott did a great job, like b really making an adventure world as they're like walking through. And anyways, the other thing that was announced at the end of this is the tw the, the 2021 Year of Magic, like what they got coming up set-wise. 
So let's uh let's each take one and go down the list here. First up, coming in Q1 is Keldheim, Magic's take on what a world inspired by Vikings might look like. I'm hoping for snow basics and standard. <laughs> There's definitely going to be some sort of snow creatures. Yeah, most likely. And some, are they going to bring back vehicles? Oh, they got to be bringing back the, uh, the not, what, what, uh, like Viking ships, but they had a specific name. I was thinking fjords, but fjords are like cliffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I can't remember what it is either. Those out there listening, let us know. Um, next up is Strixhaven, the most elite university in the multi-multiverse. It's Strixhaven School of Mages. There's your Harry Potter theme set coming out. Give us all the owls. Oh lordy! <laughs> they're gonna clearly they're gonna have like houses and stuff. Probably not. Yeah, it's gonna be schoolhouses, not like magic house, like uh, Harry Potter houses. But you know, like each I, color combination I, I is gonna be. I think sp- it's gonna be more like Skyrim. Ooh, Skyrim magic. Because with yeah. ma- it's mages, not wizards. Fair. So I think it's gonna be more of like um, the different types of mages you can possibly find in Skyrim. Or, like, Witcher. Or, yeah, Witcher. Danny, I really hope you're right now. Something more like that than Harry Potter. So this is a little bit of a downer now, thinking this out loud. If they do, like, what they did with Ikoria and the Godzilla, what if they did, like, Harry Potter crossover? They probably would, but that's... Where they have, like, 12 or 18 cards. They could, but that'd be... Super expensive. Yep. Basically. That'd be dumb. <laughs> well, haven't they already done that with Harry Potter? I thought there was a special special set that came out a few years ago. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Could have swear there was a few years ago that we that we like within our group we shared that. Like a little article oh. about it. Harry Potter and some are made, uh, probably made like a uh, a Harry Potter specific draft set. Think that's where what you it can was. like print it off and draft it. Think that's what it was. So I think it's already out there. It's just not going to be mainstream, like a natural set set. Very fair. But anyways, JB, what's the next set after Strixhaven? Uh, next up, we have our delve into Dungeons and Dragons: Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Wizards have officially done this. This is going to be a standard set with Dungeons and Dragons. Right, and it's going to be taking place at the core set, too. Yeah, the uh, the summer set. Uh, I don't know if Danny said Strixhaven is going to be the fall or the spring set. I did not. Okay, yeah, it's it's the spring set that comes out for Strixhaven. Dungeons and Dragons is the one that comes out in the summer. But, JB, you should read the actual paragraph. Why? Because... It shows so it just builds it up. <laughs> nah. Because then in the most exciting mix since peanut butter and jelly, it's D and D in the Forgotten Realm. 
Yeah, but peanut butter and jelly is not that exciting. <gasps> it's going to sound like I'm hanging up, but... <laughs> Mind you, he is a boggle. He has a, a brain of the size of what? A nano, nanobite? Nah, man. Boggles, right. they can't... Peanut butter and cheese is better. Boggles can't uh, appreciate PB&J because it gets all soggy before they can even like eat it. Gets them all right. sticky. So no, they're, they're, like so they're no longer slippery. <laughs> they're just they're sticky, sticky boggles. They're sticky. Oh my god, wizards! Please make a sticky boggle. <laughs> no. <laughs> make make <laughs> a sti- make a sticky anymore. trap. Make a sticky trap where they they just can the sticky trap negates hexproof and just put sticky trap on the boggle. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. Danny, go work for wizards. Make this happen. We have a friend there. <laughs> Let's make this happen. <laughs> no, you guys are mean. Jonathan, send it up the food chain. <laughs> uh, the fall set that we're getting is uh, Innistrad. It says, after that, we're going back to a plane so nice, we're going to revisit it twice. Innistrad. The first set will feature werewolves, and the second will focus on vampires. While both are slated for the later part of 2021, there are still four standard sets per rotation year. While just a shifted, we just shifted the timing around slightly. There are more details to come, and definitely, uh, but definitely start working on your Soren cosplays now. There's, those are just the sets releasing straight to standard. But there's more for fans of Commander Modern. And more. First up, we have Time Spiral Remastered coming in 2021. This new way to experience Time Spiral will feature fan favorites from the beloved set as well as uh, from the beloved set as well as cards printed with the old border. For all us longtime fans out here, here are some examples. And uh, they're giving us old bordered Chalice of the Void, old bordered <laughs> Path to Exile, and old bordered Relent- Relentless Rats. Nice. And then we'll be suiting up for Modern Horizons 2. This one I'm hyped for. And as alluded to before, this print is to demand and set will feature all five Emmy fetch lands in draft boosters at rare. Man, Modern Horizons 2. This is going to be good. Yeah, fetch lands as a rare? Yeah. So they're like, not they're not upshifting it. You they're coming in draft packs, so you're able to get them. And this is going to be like a, a seven ninety nine pack, right? Modern Horizons was seven ninety nine, or was it eight ninety nine per pack? It was either eight or nine dollars. Yeah, so I think it was nine. Either way, I'm I'm excited for this because this is going to be uh you know Steam Vents, uh, Verdant Catacomb, and. Why am I drawing a blank on all of them? <laughs> uh, uh, the gruel one, but yeah, you get you get the point. The fact that they're coming, we don't know what art they got, but this is super cool. 
Yeah, I've been good because I I can hopefully finish off my commander set or commander deck. Well, actually, I need a lot of things for that commander deck, but the expensive stuff. Right. Like my lands, which is like, I want to say like two-thirds of the whole deck. It's a little bit ex- exaggeration, but still, it's quite a bit of it. So let's talk about a couple other things that happened that day. They released a speci- uh, a limited edition sneaker. We've already done that. Oh, that was the J sneaker. When they were talking with Secret Lair, it's like we've already done that. Yeah, uh, we met, we did mention it last week, but I do want to say that um, it sold out apparently in two seconds. I was in. Oh the yeah, line. the sneaker. I could yeah. not get it. The K Swiss. Mm-hmm. I could not get it, guys. I'm sorry. I really tried. The shoe looks really cool. We yeah, talked about the, it last the week. The shoes are just, actually pretty sick. It sold out so quick. They don't look like the actual K-Swiss. They actually look more of a skate, like an actual skater's shoe. Just looking at the pictures that they have. And like the laces themselves, like the plastic parts at the end, actually have like the magic symbol on it. Yeah, the shoes are so good. There are several uh, creators out there that have like an unboxing video that got their hands early on it. Uh, Gavin Verhey's one. The Asian Avenger is another. And um, I'm drawing a blank on the rest, but I'll put Gavin Verhey's link uh, from Good Morning Magic in the description so you can all watch that. The shoe looks super cool. Those things are going to fetch a very mint price on the secondary market, I I will bet you. Because, yeah, they were selling them for 100 bucks. There's a limited supply. There's only 300 of them. Those shoes are going to be like 500 plus. Easily. But moving on, there's another secret layer that they announced coming out later this year. And all they did was an, uh, spoil a card, a single card from it. So I uh, just pulled up eBay. Edition one of 300 shoes, size 10, $510 on Boom. eBay. Called it. 500 bucks of these Jason K. Swiss shoes. There's another one for 549 one for 455 one for 375 So, yeah, you're. it's depending on your shoe size, it depends on how much you can pay for it. That's ridiculous. That is That is ridiculous. Uh, it, it was it was mentioned though if we if we as magic players do enjoy this uh, bleeding over of companies doing products and stuff like this, let wizards know. Like maybe they'll come out with a an Ajani shoe or a Garuk shoe. So I just, I just picked the size eleven shoe. So the current bid's at three seventy five. Buy it now is at eight fifty. Jesus. Plus thirty dollars shipping. Like hot damn! So I, I can congr- I congratulate anyone who was able to get one because you, sure. you just have a mint on your hand on hands right now. Yeah, the the shoe market that's a whole other thing. Oh, that's a completely different game. We gotta we gotta make a a shoe podcast now. I know a guy who who is all about collecting shoes. Dude, that is. You think magic's expensive? Shoes are. By far, or astronomically further expensive than magic will ever be. Like there's people out there that will 
that are making millions of dollars just buying and selling shoes. That's ridiculous. That's all they do is buy and sell shoes. They make millions of dollars. I got to look into this market now. There are television shows about it. Like the QVC of shoes? I can't remember titles, but there's, I think, yeah, basically. Okay. All right. I'm in. I'm in. But yeah, it's freaking expensive. I believe it, especially with the markup price already on these Jace K-Swiss shoes. Oh, yeah. That's something. But uh, a Back new secret topic. layer. <laughs> new secret layer coming out later this year is a Walking Dead collaboration. Uh, they spoil the token of the uh, the bicycle uh, the bicycle girl from the first epi- first episode of the Walking Dead, the zombie girl that's like only the torso on the grass, and it's a tutu token that says in the flavor text, "I'm sorry, this happened to you, Rick Grimes." But links for the full uh, announcements and the video down below. I highly recommend, if you haven't watched it, to watch it. It was super good, super well produced. And the hype was just there the whole time. Yes, sir, Bob. So there's uh, one card we didn't mention, or one mechanic that we didn't mention yet, but we want to mention here because this one seems really cool. And with that... We'll let Danny take this away. Yep, yep. So, Watsy put an article out September 1st, um, basically when the reveals have started happening. Um, this one's by Matt Tobik. Um, So, Zendikar Rising takes us back to the world known throughout the multi-universe for adventure and daring expeditions into the unknown. That kind of took a backseat with that... With the existent, um, existential, existential, existential interplayer threat known as Eldrazi running around. But good news, they're gone. It's like a whole new world. They're unbelievable sights. You'll have indescribable feelings. You'll have indescribable feelings. Get ready for a thrilling chase in this wondrous, wondrous place. Here are the mechanics. New and old. To start off, we have module dual face cards. So with this, we had, I guess, flip cards before, where you had to meet a certain requirement, then you got to flip them. But with these, so with these ones, you don't have to flip them. It's, you choose which one you want to play. So, for example, we have Volokok Awakening. It's a two red instant. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library and then draw that many cards plus one. Or you can play the other side, which is um, Volknock Stoneforge, which is a land. um, Volknock Stoneforge enters the battlefield tapped. Tap, add red. Or add a mountain. So it's... They go on... um, to, I guess, what they thought of doing dual lands. So with those, they started doing, I guess, pathways. So we have Branch Loft Pathway, which taps at a green. Or you have Boulder Loft Pathway, which is tap at white. 
Um, we also have Bright Climb Pathway, which also is another white. Then we have Grime Grime Cliff, a Grime a Grime Climb Pathway, Tap Ed Black. We have Clearwater Pathway, which is blue. Um, Murkwater Pathway, which is black. Crag uh, Crown, which is red. And then Timber Crown, which is green. We have Needle Verge. Uh, Need Leverage, which is red. We have Pillar Verge, which is white. Maybe that is Needle Verge. Yeah. That's Needle Verge, not Needle Needle Need Leverage. English is hard. Uh, lastly, we have River Glide Pathway, which is blue. On the backside, we have Lava Glide Pathway, which is red. So it's, I guess, a way of having dual lands without having dual lands. But that's one of the new mechanics that they brought. Again, we have Party, which we talked about earlier. These modal lands are... These modal cars already are just super cool. The the effects that you can do with this, like they're good early game because they can be a land, or in the late game, they can be they can be a spell that's super important. Right, but the one distinguishing thing here is that they're in any sort of zone. They're you know other than your hand, they're front face only. Yes, yes, very true. For the for the ones that are spell and land, you know. So if you're searching your library, you can't grab the land if it's not a land card on the front side as well. Type of thing. Good distinction. Because that's definitely going to be important. Mm-hmm. There is a mythic cycle of these uh, modal double-faced cards. Uh, one for each color. And these are super cool. Uh, the backside of them are lands, but they have entered the battlefield tapped, but you may pay three life. If you do, they enter untapped, and they add a single mana of color, and they're just a land type with no no other land type. But then the front it face can... are super oh. powerful on all of them. No, not catchy enough. Wait, what? Bolt lands. Bolt lands? I don't know. I don't think. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, they're shock lands and bolt lands make sense, like, thematically. You know, they go in with that. I feel the only thing that would make it a bolt land is if they actually had a land type. And especially for these, the, the mythic cycle, uh, for each color, I feel that they should have had, they should have had but, a land type. No, you know why they don't have a land type? Because of the ruling. The front face is the spell. So you're not going to be able to tutor it out with a fetch land anyway. No, no, and that's fine. Like, you're not going to be able to, which is good. But for things that count for uh, a mountain or an island in play, nah. I don't see why they couldn't have done that, you know? Because it would be, it'd be too confusing because people would want to grab them with a fetch land because they have a land type. I don't know. I feel it's pretty straightforward. Like it's the same same thing that you can't be picking the back cards of like the werewolves or the vampires from Innistrad that were flipped, or the same with the planeswalkers from Origins. Like you you never grab, you never are tutoring for the backside unless you have a way to activate the backside. 
I don't know. But, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and it is definitely a thing that they consider, but I feel they, they could have at least had a land type. Uh, so I'll, I'll read off one that I'm excited for here, so that way you kind of get an idea of the power level of these mythic cycles. Uh, Seagate Restoration, four blue, 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 sorcery. Draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand plus one. You have no max uh, max hand size for the rest of the game. And then the back end is it enters the battlefield uh, tapped unless you pay three, and then it can tap for blue. It's a Seagate Reborn. So there's one of each land. The green one is actually pretty bonkers. The white one's pretty cool, too, if I'm thinking of the right one. Trying to find it here. So the front side's a Maria's Call. Four generic, white, white, white. Sorcery speed, you create two 4-4 four, four white angel warrior tokens. With flying, non-angel creatures you control gain indestructible until your next turn. And the back side is a white bolt land. It's pretty cool that they're uh, counting, that they're adding that warrior type. You can get a uh, uh, Winota with that. But I think we'll leave it there with all the Zendikar talk. Uh, this should be more incentive for us to do a bonus episode so you can, y'all can get more in-depth brain picking on what cards we like and stuff like that. Right. So from there, let us jump into the weekly winners. The finance section. All that jazz. As always, we go off of MTG Stocks. They produce an amazing article each Friday where they talk about three to five cards that have moved up in price that they feel are significant enough to talk about. And then they talk about three to five cards that have decreased in price that they want to let everybody know. This is an amazing article, so let's jump into it. This week's weekly winner, number one, is Edgewalker. It is a, now a $10 card. It's an 825% increase. It's its all-time high for this card. It was printed back in Scourge. It, it Edgewalker is white-black one for a 2-2 cleric. Cleric spells you play cost white-black less to play. This effect reduces the only, only the amount of colored mana you pay. So because of all the new party and things like this, this is why this one's been moving up. This is a cleric tribal linchpin. Everybody needs this. It's only had one printing, so the copies are limited right now. So if you don't got one, you're kind of like SOL, honestly, at the moment. But this is definitely for EDH play, especially in uh, the Shadowborn Apostle decks with that run like Athreos. Uh, Athreos Shadowborn Apostle uh, is a very popular, very popular deck. Next up, we have Boyle. All of them, well, specifically 6th edition, or uh, Tempest. Tempest, yeah. Specifically Tempest, that's uh, an all-time high. It's uh, almost a 100% increase, now sitting at $4.95. Boyle is red 3, instant, destroy all islands. Uh, it is quoted here as of today, which is Friday the 5th, 
As of today, seven of the top 10 decks in Modern play Islands. Those decks are not completely reliant on basic lands, but destroying all your opponent's islands might give you the break you need to tilt the board state in your favor. Me, as a blue player, I can agree. Uh, There's a lot of blue that plays out there, and especially with Mystic Sanctuary. If you can blow up a Mystic Sanctuary, like that's just worth the boil already. Um, this one they believe is is results of really an organic buyout of this card, as the Tempest version is drying up. But you can get way because the art on it looks so good. But you can get way cheaper versions of this card. You have seventh edition, eighth edition, and sixth edition all under a dollar. There's an Amonkhet uh, invocation if you're interested. That is. Actually, I think surprisingly cheap for an invocation. It's $70 for that uh, version of Boil. But this card is super popular. Sideboard tech galore. So let's talk about another car. Another car. Another card that has seen an all-time high. This is kind of good to uh, take a break from the whole uh, reserve list. Oh, yeah, for sure. Spikes. (laughs) That have been like constant for the last month. See cards that you actually can possibly find. Right? Except for this one. This one is probably going to be harder. Well, yeah. Cabal Coffers, which is seen a 7% increase, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's 86 89. This Cabal Coffers was printed in Plains Chase. And it is a land that you pay to tap, add black to your mana pool for each swamp you control. This is EDH black deck card that you need. Like the the synergy with this and Urborg, it's a tale as old as time. But this card has been seeing, Cabal Coffers has been seeing such a, a rise really recently. Uh, especially uh, the the big spike happened around um, Ikoria, where it started moving up. But back at Gil's Ravnica is when it really started moving. This card is one of those cards that have only had a couple printings. The original one in Tempest, you have this Plains Chase, Plains Chase version, and then there is an FNM promo of this card. But yeah, uh, EDH players... This is this is the this is a card you need if you're if you have a black deck. It just gives you so much mana. So JB, how about you give us some of them sweet, sweet cheap pickups? Alright. Well, first up we have Karanos, God of Storms. Six dollars and one cent. This one's tanking pretty hard, it looks. Next up, we have Liliana, Death's Majesty, $6.72, sitting at a record low. And last but not least, we have Fiend Artisan, sitting at $12, record low and trending down. I might have to keep an eye on that one. How are you going to keep an eye on this card, JB? Oh God! Here we go with the plug. That's oh, a great I don't segue. know. I might uh, 
Might have to use TCG Sniper. Oh, what is TCG Sniper? <laughs> Danny, what is TCG Sniper? Nose goes. Oh, you're last. In, in my defense, I don't have the camera up, so I can't see what you fucks are doing. That's why he said nose goes. You had a that's chance. Like, that's cheating. No, I said nose goes before I even put my no- finger on my nose. I can I can I can uh, vouch for him. So Matt's telling us what TCG <laughs> sniper is. <laughs> You're the finance guy. TCG sniper is an amazing website where you can plug in the link of a card that you want to uh, keep an eye on price wise, uh, specifically moving down in price, and set a notification to get notified when the inserted card is at a certain price. So let's take Fiend Artisan as an example here. JB, if you want it to if you want to be picking these up at like nine bucks a piece, you put the link from TCG player into TCG Sniper and then set the desired amount at twelve or at nine dollars. You will get a notification via text, email, or Discord when that card has hit that price on TCG player. You click the link, it takes you right there. You buy the card and you become a happy magic player. But you know what else makes happy magic players? Deck of the Week. So this week's Deck of the Week is brought to us by some random user, 14, on Architect with a $30 Modern Ninja de- uh, deck. Oh, that's his actual name. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. This deck is... Uh, ninjutsu based with a couple amazing ninjas uh, really really gets a, a boost from Fallen Shinobi a new ninja printed from Modern Horizons it's black blue 3 for a ninja zombie with ninjutsu black blue 2 Fallen Shinobi deals combat damage to a player that player exiles the top 2 cards of their library till the end of turn you may play those cards without paying their mana cost so that's really like the key thing you're going to be want to be hitting with here. And how are you going to be hitting to activate ninjutsu, you might ask? Well, there's a playset of Changeling Outcast, Black One Shapeshifter Changeling. Changeling Outcast can't be blocked and can't block. You have a Fairy Seer, a single blue fairy wizard, flying when it ETPs, scry two. And then you got Spectral Sailor, blue, Spirit Pirate, 1-1, one, one, Flash Flying, 3 blue, draw a card. So those are your uh, cheap ways to be getting evasive hits so that way you can ninjutsu in some of these amazing cards like Fallen Shinobi or Ingenious Infiltrator, which is black, blue, 2 for a 2-3 Vidalcan Ninja, and it has ninjutsu black, blue. When it deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card. Another ninja in here is Mist Syndicate Naga, another one for Modern Horizons. Blue 2, 3, 1. Ninjutsu, blue 2. When it deals damage to a player, create a token. That's a copy of Mist Syndicate Naga. And then there's a 2 of Mistblade Shinobi. 2 blue for a 1, 1 human ninja. Ninjutsu for blue. When it deals combat damage to a player, you may return target creature that player controls to its owner's hand. 
And then the final ninja is two of Ninja of the Deep Hour, blue three for a 2-2 human ninja with ninjutsu blue one. When Ninja of the Deep Hours deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. So a lot of the deck uh, hoping to draw is off of hitting face with these ninjas, but chipping away, it's, it's going to get through. There are some spells in here, interaction, like Tyrant Scorn, Spell Pierce, Mana Leak, and Heartless Act. All these to help control the board state, counter things, and make sure your ninjas are making it through. Though a fun little uh, side thing with Tyrant Scorn, you're actually able to bounce one of your own ninjas back to your hand if you want to try and uh, get back in with ninjutsu on that. This deck is 30 bucks. Uh, the land base is very cheap. You have four Dismal Backwaters, four Jar Isle Refuge, and then seven islands and six swamps. This is just a super sweet budget build right here that has so many things that you could do to improve this deck. You know, like, this seems like a very strong baseline. If you want to play a modern blue-black ninjas deck, I do believe this is a good place to start. But we have been rambling on enough already tonight. I think this is another episode. What do y'all think? Finally, sure. go home and go to sleep. <laughs> okay. And that is the episode, everybody. Thank you for listening and being legendary magic folk. As always, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, where we are posting more frequently. Check out that link for Discord down below. Join the Discord. We're talking and stuff there. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback of any sort, you can hit us up on any of those platforms or you can email us at thisweekendmtg at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. That way you know when episodes come up. They come up Tuesdays for my own sanity and editing-wise, especially on days when I almost forget that uh, it's a Monday. Uh, thank you, Labor Day, for, for throwing me off on my regular routine. And with that, y'all got anything else to say? No. Plug J-Dubs. Plug J-Dubs. J-Dubs, sports card and gamings. Locally in Fargo, North Dakota, in the basement of the mall, they have amazing deals on magic, magic products all the time. Like, they're really low competitive prices on the products. Their singles are very well priced as well. They also have a bounty program going on right now where if you uh, trade in some cards, you get extra bonus store credit for when you trade in those cards. A couple that uh, currently uh, the store is looking for are Arid Mesas and Polluted Deltas. So if you got any of those, go check out the store. And thank you, J-Dubs. There's an episode. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. See ya.